Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 18 of Adult ADHD, my journey of self-discovery. Welcome, any new listeners. Hello, how are you? Um, Probably not the best way for me to start off, actually. <laughs> probably like, God, this bitch is fucking annoying. Um, Thank you for joining me for another week, everybody. And this week, oh, well, I've got lots to talk about as ever. Just before we start, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, it's at adult underscore ADHD underscore journey. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, it's at adult ADHD journey and email is adult dot ADHD dot journey. Another thing you can do to support me is by rating me on iTunes or Audible or whatever platform you listen on, that would be really, really amazing and helpful if you could do such a kind thing. And another thing, which is fairly new, and is fairly new from last week you can do, is you can buy me a coffee. So, essentially, every month it costs me a certain amount of dollars to use Buzzsprout, which is the company that... I record my podcasts, I plop it onto Buzzsprout and Buzzsprout then gives it to Apple, gives it to this person, gives it to that person and they sort all of that out for me and surprise, surprise, I always go over on how long I am allocated and how much I pay for time-wise so I'm always having to pay extra fees and plus now I pay for the digital remastering of the sound quality because when I listen back and hear cats yowling, neighbours screeching, wind howling, it drives me fucking mental. So I decided to pay for the digital mastering just so it sounds a bit more professional. All right, let's get started. La 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 la. Okay, so... (laughs) The girl who never plans what she's going to say on her podcast, right? It's true. Everything I do, everything I say is completely kind of off the cuff, random. Word vomit comes out of my mouth into this podcast. But sometimes a thought might come to me and I might go, oh, yeah, actually, I don't want to forget about that. I must write that down right this second. So I'll write it down and then let's face it, nine times out of ten, I forget that I've ever written down anything at all, which I have done the past few weeks. So I wrote a note about three weeks ago. I did my podcast three weeks ago. I was like, ah, fuck. All right, no, I'll just remember for next week. The next week came. Ah, bollocks. Forgot again. And I must say, the past two weeks, I've been all over the fucking place. Like, I have not been present. I was working on a personal project that's really close to my heart and nothing else over the past few weeks has even like come into my psyche. I've become a shit communicator with everybody so apologies if I have been like that with you. My podcasts have been a fucking an absolute jambling rambling fucking mess. I mean I've had such anxiety from the last two podcasts. Oh my God, because I just thought, what the fuck was that? Oh my God, just shoot me now. So that's been terrible, but actually I can't really remember what I said in either of them. So the anxiety can only be so bad because I actually can't remember. So it can't come back and haunt me, which is nice at least. 
And I've just kind of been useless to everybody, essentially, because I've been so hyper-focused on this project of mine that everything else has kind of crumbled. And it's only now I've finished this thing I was doing that I'm actually starting to function like a normal human being again. Well, (gasps) normal, you know, whatever. So I do apologise for that. If only I had looked at my bloody notes, I would have had something that actually made sense to listen to. So finally, hooray, today is the day I remember what I was going to say. (laughs) I'm going to read this voice note to you now. There's not much in it. It says, the mist in Hunger Games. That's it. So when I read this this morning, because I thought, oh gosh, I must use that voice note. Oh, perfect timing. And I read the actual note. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) What's I talking about? And I don't know about you guys, but when I have an emotional reaction to something, whether it be a positive emotional reaction, a negative emotional reaction, or whatever, it doesn't matter, I don't actually remember the subject or the topic a lot of the time. I only remember how it felt. So when I read that voice note, the mist in Hunger Games, I immediately remembered, oh my God, I was so excited about this. I remember being like, oh my God, yes, this is like such a good analogy. I'm so excited. But then I was like, the fuck was the analogy? Oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck was it? And I can completely remember my emotional reaction to it, but I can't fucking remember what it was. So I have been thinking about this and I think I may have got it. And look, whilst it's a good analogy, it's not my greatest analogy. I've made some fucking bloody good analogies, mainly about dinosaurs and coconuts. And they're amazing. So this is less of a fabulous analogy, actually. But I'm going to give it to you now as best as I can. And it might not even be correct, but it also fits with this. So... The Mist in the Hunger Games. For those of you who have not seen the Hunger Games, in the second movie, there is a scene where the characters wake up from their slumber in the jungle or wherever they are, and there's this mist that's quickly approaching them. And it's thick and it's white and it's it's come out of fucking nowhere and suddenly it's everywhere and it's heading straight to them. Jennifer Lawrence sticks out her hand. Ooh, let me touch it. Ah! Motherfucker, it burns. So, oh, everyone run. Oh, the mist is poisonous. So everyone's fucking running for their lives and it keeps getting them and their skin's like boiling and it's horrible and the mist is descending on them thick and fast and then all of a sudden as quickly as it descend like as quickly as it ascended upon them it suddenly descends and then the mist goes so what i'm thinking here is that this mist i made a connection with i haven't watched the hunger games in about 3 years so this thought about the hunger games mist must have just fucking popped into my head one day (laughs) ding oh my god which that's my brain it happens all the fucking time um i think that this mist is my emotional reaction to things 
that happen. So, like I've spoken about in other episodes, my, oh God, rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Sorry, I for- totally forgot the word for a second, which I will refer to in this episode as RSD. And that just means you've got really heightened emotional state and emotional regulation, especially when you fear or feel that there's some sort of real or perceived rejection that's happening or you're an emotional danger or whatever. So I feel like when I have a strong emotional reaction, which usually comes from RSD, but can also come from, I don't know, I've had a shit sleep, I'm in a rage, which means I ain't feeling too happy, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, it kind of descends so quickly down upon us all and down upon me like this poisonous mist. And in my head, I see this poisoned mist coming, beginning to smother me and burn me. And quick as a flash, my caveman instincts kick in. And I think, okay, if I try to fight it, well, it's poisonous mist. I'll be dead in like five seconds flat. Does anyone have a boiler suit? Uh, Like a plague helmet? Anyone? No. Right, so fighting ain't going to work. Freeze. Well, freezing in a poisonous mist is about as effective as fighting a poisonous mist. Dead. Five seconds flat. The only option is to run for your lives. Flight, flight. Get out, get out. Abort, abort, abort. So immediately flight mode kicks in and it's that... <laughs> desperate sort of, I don't know, scrambling where you completely like disassociate immediately from the situation that's actually happening. And in your flight mode, you kind of, yeah, you've completely switched off to actually what is happening around you. And you just become completely internally overstimulated and over aroused with your own emotions you're just in this fucking panic mode so you're not actually really present in the moment you've left that moment your psyche can't fucking deal with the present it goes off into some panic 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 mode and then actually you're not focused on what's happening you're just doing one of the following please please don't leave. Oh, please don't leave me. I'm really fucking angry, Katie. I just, (sighs) I need some fucking space. I need to leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Whoa. What's happening? Don't leave me. You can leave tomorrow and you never have to see me again. Just please don't leave tonight. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck? I just said I wanted to go out and buy a fucking Snickers, bitch. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Or it might look like, Katie, listen to me. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. Nostrils are flaring and fucking seething. Okay, yep, 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 no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's fine. You do what you want to do. Yep, that's right. Uh Absolutely. You know, uh uh-huh. No, no. I understand. No. No, Katie, like, mm, 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 mm. Uh, you know, 
why, why would you be, why would you want to stay, why would you, you know what, Katie, look at me in the eye, I don't want to, fuck you, you fucker, Katie, and she started to go to the shops to buy Snickers, (laughs) look, I would like to say that has never happened, okay, I've never had such a severe reaction (laughs) to someone going out and buying a Snickers, or have I, I'm not sure, because I probably disassociated from the events going on and it very much could have happened but I actually love Snickers so I feel like if a negative experience had happened with me surrounding the topic of Snickers bars then maybe I wouldn't like it anymore I wouldn't like them anymore but I really fucking like them in fact I used to hate them and now I love them so what does that say hey Mm. Nestle I think you should be sponsoring me please I fucking hope Nestle Snickers. <laughs> Oopsies. Anyway, I've gone off on a tangent again. Oh, what a surprise. What was I talking about? Mist. Poisonous mist. Yes. So not only does the poisonous mist descend on you, but it also descends on the person that you're with. Who? Don't people love it? People who are in relationships or have a relationship of any kind with it an adhd who suffers from emotional dysregulation, don't they love the fact that often they are your primary trigger? That's right. <laughs> to love and to hold in sickness and in health for better or for worse. I mean, you can tell I've never been married. However, the people who you're closest to are the most likely people to be your emotional triggers. I am not emotionally triggered by an arsehole on the street who shouts out like, nice fucking camel toe, love. <laughs> I might for a second go, oh my God, I knew I had a camel toe. Why did no one tell me? <laughs> but actually... Well, camel toes are just funny, right? But I'm not asked. That person isn't going to be a trigger for me because I'm going to give two shits about that fucking guy who's just shouted that on at to me, whatever. Because actually, well, for starters, he's wearing sandals with socks. So <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, I don't think someone wearing sandals and socks would insult me for having a camel toe wrong sort of person but whatever he's got his tracksuit bottoms tucked into his socks like I don't care if you tell me I've got a camel toe to be quite frank because who who the fuck are you to me nobody my emotional triggers are the people who I actually love and care about the most so I you know, that's why I suppose you always fight with family because actually you absolutely adore and love your family. You're completely emotionally invested in them. You care what they think. And so you're way more sensitive with them. I mean, yeah, that's just how it is, unfortunately. So when there's people you're married to, or you're in love with, or you're dating, doesn't even have to be love, like it just has to be dating in general. Like they are most of the time the thing that triggers you into having this emotional woo. And not only does the poisonous mist descend on you and affect you and burn the shit out of you and your fucking skin and give you the boils, it also descends on them. The only difference is from the Hunger Games and from 
our lives is that this mist isn't white. We can't see it and go, ah, poisonous mist, run. (laughs) It's invisible. So suddenly we're being burned and we're being, ah, when they're, ah, and everything's affecting us. That's happening all of a sudden with something that we can't even see. So I find that my emotional outbursts are like see-through poisonous mist that's affecting and burning me, but it's also affecting and burning the people around me who have been my trigger, whether it has been a trigger that is real, like a real thing to be fucking worried about or whether it's perceived and completely in my head. So this poisonous mist is fucking like shocking. And when you get burnt, that's not something you can easily forget. You know, it's not something that goes away straight away. The difference is if you have RSD and emotional dysregulation problems, you will find that you can be burned to fucking death by this, well, not to death, quite to death. You can be burned almost to a crisp by this poisonous mist. However, five seconds later, so in the Hunger Games, when they get into water, suddenly all of their boils, everything gone. It like fucking like melts it off them. And they're like, oh God, oh, beautiful. So for someone with RSD, all of a sudden, ding, like literally someone's clicked their fingers. It's like you've fucking nosedived into a massive pond and you're completely immersed and all of your boils have melted and you're like, <laughs> what poisonous mist? <laughs> I feel alive. Oh my God. Whereas for someone who doesn't have ADHD and doesn't have RSD and doesn't fucking understand what the fuck just happened, <laughs> they're like what the fuck just happened? And you're like, oh, babe, get into the water. Honestly, you'll forget all about it. And they're like, well, actually, I don't know if I trust you to get into the fucking water. You fucking burnt me to a crisp already. Like, so the scars and the memories last a lot longer for the person without ADHD who you're having the issues with or who have been your trigger. Because we kind of forget quick as a flash it's almost like you know multiple personalities you one second you're a bubbling crying mess and the next second literally the next second it's like you're high as a fucking kite nothing's ever happened what argument what and I don't know about you but and I said this before actually so see I'm forgetting already when I have an argument with someone and I get really emotionally affected by it and it really hurts me and it really upsets me, then what tends to happen is we end the argument, whatever, whatever, whatever. I then decide to tell someone about it. And all I can remember is my emotions, how I felt. I never remember what was fucking said. It drives me mad. So I can really connect and I say to my friend or whatever, oh my God, it was so horrible to me. It was so disrespectful. He manipulated me. He did this. And then they'll be like, oh my God, you poor thing. What did they say? Then you're like, um, uh, well, um, 
they um like oh like um said like and you kind of thinking like rapidly in your head what the fuck did they say and then when you kind of feed it back you either don't do it justice and they're kind of like mm, okay or you kind of add a little bit of artistic flair <laughs> to the story and so I do it all the time so this B who I was dating a while ago <laughs> he would say something to me like yeah um look I'm just really busy with work this week I'm really sorry like things are hectic so you know I'll chat to you properly next week and then 20 minutes later or whatever after the phone call I've like audio messaged my friend Jenna and I've said to her oh my god he's dumped me <laughs> she's like what what's happened and I'm like he's dumped me she's like okay what actually happened and I'm like uh, well I'm like not quite sure about this she's like right that's not jumping let's get that sorted can we talk about what is and what it and you kind of whatever 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 so yes I never remember the shit I need to remember I only remember the attached emotions to that situation which brings me perfectly to my next point seamless fucking transition happening here guys next point is we've just had a breakthrough memory memories all alone in the moonlight so just bog standard memory you say absolutely not have more faith in me thank you I'm not talking about just normal memory can you tell I got a nice star and drama <laughs> I'm actually a much better actor than that I was purposely making it fake don't judge anyway so I don't ever really to be honest learn from my mistakes ever and this is something I've been doing a lot of soul searching about lately, thinking, okay, so I essentially live my life on a fucking loop. I do the same shit over and over and over. I make the same mistakes. I fall for the same types of people or I act like a fucking maniac in the same way over and over and over and over and over. So I live my life essentially like, honestly, deja vu fucking struggles to keep up with me. Because it's like, shit, oh fuck, here we go again. Ugh. And it's like I'm living, I'm like living in a time loop or a time warp, right? I wake up every day and I live the same day over and over again and I make the same mistakes over and over again. And I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking, why the fuck do I keep making the same mistakes over and over again? Why can I not learn from my experiences? Why can I not learn positively from anything ever? And you know what? You know why? Million dollar answer here. Memory. I don't fucking remember what I did and what I said and what they said and then what happened. I disassociated. All I fucking remember is the emotion that goes with it. 
So, like I just said about the mist, when you're in the mist, all you can fucking see is the mist. You're so focused on the mist, you have 100% of your brain focused on that fucking bastard mist. So, whatever part of your brain that actually requires, because your brain does, it requires some focus and some attention to be able to take what's happening and process it into memory. But your brain is fully focused on the mist. Therefore, there is absolutely no extra little part of your brain that isn't hyperly aroused. So you cannot form the memory in the fucking first place. And therefore, if you don't have the memory... How the fuck are you ever going to learn from it? Because to learn from our mistakes, we'll have to remember our mistakes. Whoa. Deep shit, motherfucker. Can. I mean, what a revelation. What a revelation. I cannot quite believe it. Oh my God, right? So it's like, mm, muscle memory, all right, okay. So if I eat a furry piece of tuna and then I'm sick from it, if I ever saw a furry piece of tuna again, something would happen, a reaction would happen in my brain that tells me, fear, like, uh, uh, this is dangerous, don't eat the furry tuna, and I'd probably suddenly feel really sick again because it's your body's response and mechanism to make you learn from that danger, right? So physically, your body warns you of dangers, whether it's furry tuna, whether it's fire, whatever. Your response, you respond appropriately to that danger. And it should be the same with emotions. However, because I don't deal appropriately appropriately with my emotions, I am constantly acting, not on purpose, I will say, it is a reflex reaction, but my emotional reactions are like I'm in a life-threatening situation every time. That's the severity of which I react. I react... To the same level as someone would react if you said, like, I don't know, if you said to me, all right, there's Tula, Tula's my beautiful lady cat. If you said, right, I've actually put Tula in a box and if you press the button, she's going to be electrocuted really severely and she'll die really quickly. If you don't press the button, she'll be electrocuted slower and more painfully right? What the fuck do you do in that situation? You fucking cry and you fucking bastard. (laughs) You go mental. I have that reaction when somebody doesn't text me back after five minutes. (laughs) No, I'm joking. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I am. I've actually got a lot better with that. So, uh, but yeah, if I perceive rejection, I react to that extent. I always have, it's reflex, it's ingrained in my brain. 
and it's my psychological response to situations. Unfortunately, I have a almost chronic distress. I really, really, once I'm in that spiral, the distress becomes really chronic and it happens a lot. And it's not that I'm, you know, Miss Morose 2021, because I'm definitely not. I'm one of the happiest people I know. I've got some of the most ups of anyone I know. And, you know, I'm happy most of the time, but I can fucking fly off the handle and go a bit fucking mental. And I actually did hear an amazing quote that I'm going to share with you. I've got it written down here. (laughs) It's from William Shakespeare. Thanks, Will. King Lear. I have ingenious feeling of my huge sorrows. Better I were distract, so should my thoughts be severed from my griefs. Oh my God. (laughs) Hello, King Lear. Also, Shakespeare, did you have ADHD? Because I swear to God, I could have written that. It's like I did bloody write it. Better I were distract, so should my thoughts be severed from my griefs. Emotionally becomes insanely intense, right? You're going through an emotional whatever. Chaos, chaos, chaos is happening. Put your hand in the air if during that really emotional time you have done one of the following. You have turned cold and you almost become impenetrable as a human being. It's like you're a fucking like bulletproof vest. You suddenly become really drowsy, like, oh my God, I'm going to fall asleep. Right? Yeah. It's not you fucking suddenly being tired because you're like, shit, I was up till 11 o'clock last night and I woke up at 7.30. That's your body being like, uh-oh, uh-oh, extreme emotional danger, shut down, shut down. The only way to deal with this right now is to temporarily shut down send this bitch to sleep. The pain will stop. She can deal with the pain in the morning. That's why that happens. Or put your hand up if during emotional trauma, yet you get so fucking caught up in the whirlwind of the feelings and the fear, the fear consumes you completely and you then can't fucking focus because once fear's turned on, it's really hard to turn it off. It's that anxiety. So, or your brain as a sort of weird, really shit distraction technique whips you so much up in your anxiety so you're not actually processing what's happening. They're all parts of distracting yourself and disassociating with things. And look, it's really annoying. It's like goosebumps. 
I know the scientific fucking reason behind goosebumps, right? I've looked it up. Because I was like, when I have fucking goosebumps and my hairs are stood up on fucking end, I am less covered by my hair and I'm fucking freezing. Yes, we all know it actually helps. Sweating, right? When I'm hot, the last thing I fucking need is suddenly water to pour out of my skin all over my body because then that water turns fucking hot because I'm 100 fucking degrees and then not only am I hot, but I'm also hot, covered in hot liquid. Therefore, I'm 7,000 times hotter than I would have been had my body had not began, began to sweat. Brain, why are you trying to disassociate to protect yourself from the situation that's happening? Why are you whipping me up in my anxiety? Why are you making me so tired I want to fall asleep? Because now the fucking person who I'm arguing with thinks I'm bored and I'm disinterested, which makes things fucking worse. So thank you, brain. Why have you gone cold? Now that person can't connect to me on an emotional level and think that I'm a cold, hard bitch. Cold, hard bitch with just a kiss on the lips. Thank you, brain. You know what? It's as effective as fucking sweat. Like, honestly. (sighs) Honestly. The brain and the body is fucking amazing. In the words of Baz Luhrmann, your body is the greatest instrument you will ever own. I completely agree with that. Us as human beings are fucking unbelievable. But there's some fucking shit it does where you're like, bitch, please, as if life wasn't fucking hard enough. Now I'm a sweaty, cold, disassociated, tired, anxiety-ridden bitch. Thank you very much for that brain and thank you very much for that body. So most of the time it's amazing. Some of the time you're like, really, honestly, kick a horse while he's down. Thank you very much. So yes, that is that. I, with my difficulty learning from experience and learning from my mistakes, I essentially never learn to cope from any setback that I have in a positive and productive way. Because every time it happens, it's like, ah, (laughs) this is the first time it's ever happened. Well, no, it's not, bitch. It happened to you last Tuesday and last Thursday and the Wednesday before that. So what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, no, you can't fucking remember. Great. What good is that to us? I can't learn to cope from setbacks in a positive and productive way. Because it's honestly like you press the reset button after every fucking time and then I remember shit all and then I haven't formed any memories and you can't make a long-term memory if there's no short-term memory to begin with. Oh, it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And, you know, I'm so kind of wired and I'm so, you know, I'm 31 fucking years in. Like the route that my brain takes, the default setting for me is to go from whatever situation to, (laughs) excuse me, and my defense mechanism has a fucking life of its own. It's like it's got its own fucking brain within the brain. 
And it can happen over, yeah, things that, fair enough, she's emotionally reacting, but can also happen at ridiculous situations as well. And to activate this bloody defense mechanism of mine, it requires very little, Shalice, you know, and that circus circuit, it actually is a circus. It's a fucking circus up here. This circus, it's in a fucking established circus and circuit. And my brain now default just takes that route. And that's what I need to begin to do better. Or actually not better because I'm not fucking doing it at all at the moment. It's something I need to learn how to do full stop. Period. It's fucking so annoying. And unfortunately, I am completely ruled by my emotions. What came first? The chicken or the egg? Nobody really knows. What came first? Emotions or logic? Well, that one isn't an open question. Emotions came first. Those emotions we have are developed fucking day fucking dot. The other stuff isn't. The intellect isn't. The logic isn't. So we're born being emotional bundles of joy. And some of us have just stayed that way. And for me, my emotional sense and my emotional state rules the roost in my head it rules fucking everything literally just takes over that bitch fucking takes over everything I'm I'm obsessed with getting my relationship needs met I am obsessed with over focusing on the tiniest fucking detail when it comes to other people and my connections and my, I'm trying to think of a word, communications, it's not the word I wanted, but it'll do with them. I am completely obsessed with emotional connections. If my emotional needs are not met by somebody who I, at that moment in time, need them to be met by, then I get desperate. My attention cannot possibly focus on anything else but that desperation and that pure fucking fear that I'm going to lose whatever and it's game over and oh my god, how will I ever live again? I can't switch to something else. I can't do anything apart from feel like I'm about to die of starvation from a lack of emotional food. (laughs) Emotions are food and I'm starving. That emotional connection and that contact I begin to desperately scramble with. And I cannot cannot get rid of that yearning once that fucking takes a hold heaven help it if you need me to do anything else (sighs) so you know 
half of the time that's probably why I seem distracted because actually I am there's a lot going on up here and I do have like these fucking whirlwinds and storms inside my bloody brain and that make me seem absent-minded and severs my bloody memory to the core but it's because oh god live a day in my fucking head and try to do anything you'll fucking realize that actually like I mean, look, Jesus can turn water into wine and I really respect that and I think that's fucking amazing. But the fact that I can actually function at all (laughs) with what's going on inside of my head 80% of the time, that part of the sea suddenly don't seem so special. I'm joking. I shouldn't make Jesus jokes. I do apologise. Um, how did we get to this? Anyway, I think I've gone off on a fucking tangent here. Or maybe I haven't. I'm not sure. Can't quite remember. All I can feel is that I have been quite aroused. Not sexually. Don't want to calm down. (laughs) Calm down, people. I'm not aroused sexually. I'm aroused, um, mentally. And yeah, not sexual. Do 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 do. Now I'm just stealing my jingles from people's songs. <laughs> Oopsies. Maybe maybe we should play guess the song every week. I'll do jingles in different songs, and then you have to guess the songs. And then if you guess all of the songs correctly for that week, then you get a shout out. Okay, that can start from next week because it's where the story is. I can't remember what that song is. And I think the other one I did before was possibly a Christmas song, but I can't remember. So let's not play a game that if you give me the answers, I don't fucking know what the answers are because it's not going to be a very good game, is it? (laughs) Because you'll be like, bitch, it's this. Give me a shout out. And I'll be like, is it though? I can't remember. Anyway, so next Next, next. Oh, do I have bloody time? Oh, who bloody knows? Okay, so another type of almost disassociation, not necessarily from anything emotional, just from fucking life because you're bored out your fucking brains, is daydreaming. Now, I have spoken about daydreaming before in episode, well, I don't fucking know. What, am I a fucking mind reader? Can I remember these things? No. Should I write a note of what I speak about in each part, even if it's a fucking like bullet point list? Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. I absolutely should keep a fucking list. Do I? Absolutely no. The ideas just come to me. So you want to find the one about daydreaming? Go for your life. <laughs> uh, but I want to be more specific with daydreaming in the fact that when I daydream, there's usually like a theme to my daydreaming. So I daydream probably like 80% of my day. It's a lot. Or maybe it's a little bit less these days. Who fucking knows? No, it's still a lot. I probably seem distracted and drawn away, which lo and behold, that's because I am because I'm daydreaming. But I'll daydream in all manner of situations. I daydream when I'm driving all the fucking time. Oh my God. I would spend like 99 
0.7% of my car journey is daydreaming. I daydream when I am at work. I daydream in a staff meeting, I can tell you that every single time. I daydream when I'm on the sofa. I daydream when I'm in bed trying to sleep, but my daydream is so good that I can't sleep because I'm really enjoying the daydream. Honestly, ridiculous. I daydream when I'm at the supermarket, all the time, everywhere, everywhere. I'll be reading a book or listening to an audio book. Suddenly I'll be like, oh my God, like, what have I actually read about for the past 20 fucking minutes? No idea. So I daydream all the time. And actually when I daydream, I'm daydreaming about specific things. So I'm always daydreaming about my hidden most desires. You give me fever. No, dirty-minded people, not sexual. Sometimes sexual, most of sometimes, but most of the time not. It's like my hidden, it's like my emotional desires or my emotional longings that my brain's thinking about. So let's just say I go on to online dating and meet Jeff. Mm, Jeff seems nice enough. Jeff's in marketing and he's 43 years old. I have just made up Jeff. Katie goes to meet Jeff on a date. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Jeff replies, he seems nice enough. Whatever. On goes the date. Katie leaves Jeff. Goodbye, Jeff. It was so nice to meet you. Next thing you know, I'm daydreaming about me and Jeff and our beautiful wedding and how fucking good my hair looks at the wedding. But hang on a second. Oh my God, I've not found a hairdresser in such a long time that actually can blow dry my hair like properly curly the way I'm, what am I going to do? And then off goes a tangent. Then I get back in. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no, babies are going to be so beautiful. And they're going to have my eyeballs, hopefully. And they're going to have his height. And there's something blah, blah, blah. Jeff, then, later down the track, may say to me, Woo, Kay, you're intense. You fucking so intense. I am intense. And the most intense bitch you'll ever fucking meet. And yes, I did just daydream about marrying you and having your babies, Jeff. But, excuse me, sorry, Jeff, who do you think you are? I actually have that daydream like seven times a week. It's just last time I had it, it was with Alex. It wasn't with you. The daydream is the same. I, as one of the subjects, is the same in the daydream too. However, only the other subject changes. Same fucking daydream every time, right? What's that telling me? My deepest, darkest desire is, my deepest, darkest desire is to actually have a functional, happy relationship that actually is happy enough and lasts long enough for me to actually get emotional stability, feel happy, get married, maybe pop out a kid. One maximum, or maybe... Knowing me, I'll end up with 27. 
So my emotional longing and yearning is for that emotional stability, to be really genuinely happy with someone. It's not Jeff. Jeff just happens to be the subject on that day. No offense, Jeff, but like, so when people are like, you're just so intense and you're this and you're that, it's kind of like, well, I am, but I've always been that way. I'm not just being intense with you. I'm intense with everybody. Like, whatever. <laughs> I just yearn fucking human contact 24 fucking seven. If you don't give it to me, I'm going to call up one of my friends, Soz, and speak to them for 700 years on the phone and whatever, whatever, whatever. So most of the time, my daydreams have, you know, that emotional stability sort of theme running through them. Sometimes my daydreams can be a little bit sexy. Other times, my daydreams can be quite dark. So, should I even bring this up? Oh, who knows? If I think it's going to help just one human being, then why the fuck not? So, every now and again... I go through dark patches where everything's dark and everything's gloomy and everything's fucked. And you've heard me on some podcasts. Duck, duck, goose. Memory's not so bad. Duck, duck, goose is one of them. I can't remember the other one, but I'm essentially just fucking crying my eyes out the whole podcast. And I will be crying my eyes out for fucking like, Four days on, two days off, six days on, three days off, et cetera, et cetera. And I have really dark periods where everything is gray. Everything is black. Um, going between cold and an emotional wreck and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And my brain's tick, 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 ticking away saying, can't believe you did this. Why are we in this situation, game? Well, it's because of that, dickhead. Can't quite remember, do you? But I know. No, I'm joking. I'm making myself sound like a psycho. I'm actually listening to a Pora podcast at the moment, so I feel like I could probably do something quite creepy. But I know. Anyway, back to the story. So sometimes my daydreams can be quite dark, and often I will daydream about being the subject and the victim of a fatal accident where, I don't know, a lot of the time it's getting hit by a car. Most of the time it's getting hit by a car. And it's not because I'm suicidal. It's not because I'm going to kill myself. But my emotional longing at the moment in time while I am daydreaming about my own death is my brain's way of communicating to itself. I'm so tired. I'm so overwhelmed with all of this emotion. And I just want to break. And I don't know of any other way than fantasizing about being hit by that car and flipped over on the road and landing beep on the road. That would be, oh, the peace, the peace. 
the lack of pain thereof. And yes, I would like to reiterate, when I am having those D-dreams, D-dreams, I, I, I'm not suicidal. I'm never going to hurt myself. It's a daydream. I daydream about marrying Jeff five seconds after I marry him. Am I going to turn around to Jeff and say, oh, sorry, Jeff, let's get married right now? No, I'm not. It's a daydream. It's not real life. Like, it's my inner desires. It's not fucking real. I'm not going to fucking turn around and propose to Jeff or, I don't know, sneakily rip out my IUD in the toilet without telling him and then get pregnant by him and then be like, ha ha, Jeff, I've trapped you. Now you must marry me and have my babies. (laughs) That's not going to happen. Same with the death thing. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to act on it. Blah, 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 blah. It's just a fucking daydream. It's my emotional escape fantasizing about, oh God, imagine. So when I'm daydreaming, that's my brain put unconsciously, I suppose, assigning more value and putting more onus really on my self-created internal universe. That's more important to me at that moment in time than driving the fucking car is or listening at that staff meeting. Or often it's more important than, oh my God, who is that super sexy person I can see over there? Oh my God, they're beautiful. Oh my God, they're coming over. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I'm Katie. Nice to meet you. Shit. I'm so fucking busy imagining myself getting married to this sexy motherfucker. They've come and they've introduced themselves. I haven't fucking listened to what on earth they're fucking called. Now I can't ask. The fuck? What am I going to do now? Ugh. Honestly, it's a fucking nightmare. Happens all the fucking time. I mean, quite recently-ish, actually, when I say ish, we weren't locked down at this moment. I went on a night out with a girl I know and met someone when I was out, arranged to see them the next day. They texted me that night or the next day or whatever, whatever, whatever. I was like, oh my God, I've no idea this person's called. I was going on a date with them that afternoon and I had no idea in the fucking world what they were called. It happens all the time. I have to ring my friend and be like, what are they called? <laughs> Please tell me. Please say you listened because one of us fucking didn't. Anyway, again, I really didn't cover everything I wanted to cover. But do I ever? I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it wasn't too fucking the ramblings of a rambler. And yeah, great to talk, guys. And thanks so much for listening and staying tuned. Again, if you would like to buy me a coffee. In fact, oh, I didn't explain how to do this before. So the link should be on this episode. If you click on more or whatever on Apple I, or podcasts or whatever, whatever, the link will be in the description. You can also send me a message and I can send you the link as well through Instagram or Facebook, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
And you can also find it on my Instagram page as well. So if you'd like to do that, go for your fucking life. I would love it. Or if you'd just like to follow me on social media or send me a message or leave me a review, all would be very much appreciated. So thank you very much. And that's it. And thank you for staying tuned, especially after the last two podcasts, which were, as I said, a fucking shambles. So hopefully this one was just a bit more handy, hopefully. Anyway, enjoy. Bye.